Welcome to the Words Over Ice Show. Have a drink, whether glass mug or styrofoam. Get my best up to Ray, he's the right host. And Matt James on a sarcastic tightrope. Then there's Jason, full of opinions. Co-host with brains and the boldest intentions. Ali, that's the man making profits. Greg and Duke join us talking controversial topics. You know it get real in these interviews. We talk about it all when we bring a news. Rolling with the punches, a one-two combo. The Words Over Ice Show. Let's have a convo. All right, and today we are welcoming a guest. We have on Ashton Cantu, who is a life coach and mentor. A very cool girl. I had a good conversation with her about life and relationships and all things that come with it. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. Be sure you're following us on uh, Instagram. It's at the Words Over Ice Show. Hit that follow button. You'll get all the new stuff coming out. And uh, we'll just jump into this episode. Jay's very... uh very, very much is free, uh, free spirit. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, a, I'm a little more. I'm a little more uh, in, in your older age. <laughs> in my older age, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not young, Ray. I'm a little more structured now nowadays. Yeah. But Ashton, wel- welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello, got you on finally. I know we've been going back and forth for a while. Um, yes. But yeah, uh, I know you're a little bit more free flowing yourself, right? I am. Yeah, I figured yeah. we could just roll with it. <laughs> Always goes easy. So what's, yeah, absolutely. So what, what's been up? What's been going on in your world? I know I follow you on Instagram. You've always got a lot of interesting things to say to your, your followers and got a lot of got, uh, good messages and, and stuff like that. So just what's, what's new? What's going on? Yeah. Um, well, just recently I dove into partner, like a, a, a coaching partner. So we've started up um, some courses. So I've been pretty much knee deep in creating the content for that and just prepping and yeah, building that out. And I don't know, I've just got a few little projects going that, that are fun, but they're also pretty demanding. So they'll be coming what ki- soon. What kind of coaching? What kind of coaching? Oh, this particular, with this particular one, we're doing some self-love, some like deep integration work. I mean, even what you guys were just talking about is perfect. It's a perfect topic of what we're, ta- we're talking about where it comes to like being able to embody both like your structured side and your free flow, right? Because not one's not better than the other, neither is good or bad, but we both have, we have both within us. So it's, it's kind of stuff like that, like really, I don't know, knowing yourself and, and loving yourself. So it, it's going to be good. And we're bringing the, like the male female perspective, like we are tonight, which is always a beautiful combination. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Clashing or, or not. That, that term um, that you said, uh, loving yourself, that's a very hard thing for like, most people to comprehend. It's a very difficult thing. Yeah. Heck yeah, so, guys. It I was, sounds it sounds I was simple, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. So how do, yeah, how did I, you? It's a very difficult thing for a lot. I mean, it's easy to say, you know, love yourself, be good to yourself, <laughs> do you know? Very simple. Every everyone, especially if you're on social media, right? Everyone loves themselves. Right. Um, <laughs> but to, to really, to truly love yourself. I mean, how did you? How did you, I know, Ashton, you and I spoke before, um, mm-hmm. that that wasn't always the case and not always the case for most of us, but how do you, how did you like, Oh, I can tell you navigate in my experience, that journey? for me, yeah, for me, one of the very first things that I had to learn how to do is forgive myself because one of the reasons I wasn't loving myself is because I was holding, you know, all the shit that I had done over my head. Like, and I was just, every time I would mess up, it was like, it was a pile up, not necessarily mm-hmm. just like. I wasn't really able to let it go. And I let it impact basically the imprint of my identity. I just thought I was a fuck up. Right. 
like, you know, and my choices were pretty extreme. So, you know, by other people's viewpoints of me, like I was listening to the noise. Um, so, you know, forgiveness, but also stopping listening to the noise. You have to, you know, start to, to build out who you believe yourself to be. And I, I truly had to actually take actions to change as well because mm-hmm. some of my stuff just really wasn't um wasn't healthy or effective. So how do you go so. about forgiving yourself? That's another it's another easy thing to say, right? Just mm-hmm. forgive yourself. I mean, but it's not as easy as saying, "All right, um Honestly, I forgive myself work. for doing this." Yeah. yeah. I mean, like how, it's, it's actually <laughs> pretty it's it can be kind of weird, actually. It can be super weird. And when I take my clients through this, like I'll be working with guys who come, you know, to work with me on business, and then they realize that this is their block. They realize that they need to do some forgiveness over themselves so that they can move up, right? And it's a weird process, but it's basically learning to witness yourself and really like zooming out and not attaching yourself to the mistake. Like a lot, like what I was doing was identifying as the action. Like Mm -hmm. I was making it mean something about me. So part of your forgiveness process is detaching from whatever it was that you did or what someone did, making it mean something about you, like not taking it as a personal thing, just looking at that decision as, oh, was that effective or ineffective? Was it serving me or not? And from that present moment, you can choose to make a better choice, but you can also forgive yourself in that moment by recognizing you were doing the best that you could at that time from your current point of awareness. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's a zoom it's, out. Yeah. I mean, that's tough to do, <laughs> but I mean, we, we all get that, especially like you said, you listen to the noise, right? I mean, I, I think we've all, all fallen victim to that. And you can hear, mm-hmm. if, especially if you're going down a path or if there's a certain situation that someone can say, especially people that are close to you uh, or if you're in a relationship or something mm-hmm. like that. And that happens a ton, right? In relationships where you can be in a toxic relationship and that person, they may be mentally unhealthy themselves or whatever the case may be. But a lot of times you get this exchange of words and names calling and, and you kind of get pegged at this as this certain person. And especially, like I said, if it's someone that you're intimate with or, or love, you can, you can start to feel like that's who you are. Um, mm. it, it takes a it takes a ton of work, shit ton of work to get out of that. Uh, I think, I, I mean, I've been there. Uh, Jay, I'm, and, I'm and that, sure you've been that, there. That's a crazy dynamic of how we lose. Some people lose themselves that quickly in, um, a relationship, you lose your own identity. Yes. And that's exactly the kind of stuff we're talking about in that course. Right. Yeah. Keep going. I think, I think that it's like from where I'm at now is, well, I've been here for a long time, but when you get together with a person, um, when we're younger, it's like so physical, you know what I mean? But when we get, as we get older, the physical is obviously like one of the first things, but the mental is more so where it goes. Mm -hmm. And I'm a firm believer that when you meet a person, you tell them, this is who I am. I'm not saying I won't change, but don't try to change me. I have my things that I I do, like my hobbies and things like that. And you can't like me for it when you meet me, but then hate me for it later because it's still part of me and you want me to forget who I am and right. be about you, you know? So that, that's right. it's, it, that happens all too often, I think, in relationships. All the time. People are always trying to, to find somebody and, and make them what they want them to be. Yeah. And it, that's, I all think that's why we have such a high failure rate is... There's, there's an abundance yeah, of Yeah, but you guys are looking at it too. You're looking at it too like it's, um, it's the other person. But I, I actually believe it's 
It's, it's two. on the person that's being taken advantage of for the simple fact that that person who thinks that they're being taken advantage of in that way isn't setting boundaries for themselves. Like what you just said, Jay, was powerful because you know what your boundaries are mm. and you know who what you stand for. But many people, because they don't love themselves, because they don't have that level of you know, self-worth, they don't necessarily know how to communicate that right. with confidence and say, hey, like this is what I'm about. Right. And then they feel taken advantage of but on- because they... But they self went into self betrayal. Right, you know? right. And then there's a flip side to that statement that I made as well as at a certain point, you do have to understand this. This is a give and take. So you, sometimes you will have to make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. For, you know, it, it's it's really it's tough. It's tricky. It, I think that comes easier, though, when you have that mutual respect. Right, making right. Making those small sacrifices here and there. But you can't. Right. Because you don't feel you don't forced. Want, you don't want to change someone at, the, at their core. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you, know, you don't feel forced. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't feel like exactly. this person's literally trying to make me stop. What the fuck I told him I was into when I first met him. Like, look, we got I gotta go somewhere. Bye. Later. <laughs> I mean, we, we preach this we preach this shit all the time on this show, right? That you, it, it starts with the individual. Like if you don't if you don't have your self worth, if you don't have your own shit going on, if you don't have your own life, your own identity, mm-hmm. you can fall victim very quickly to to an, the opposing sex, especially nice. if they if they have that you know, that want to control and mold somebody. And and you will Guys, you're, I'm you're, telling you. I did. I <laughs> fell in that pit. I yep, did. I mean, most people do. Well, you're out. So yeah. you got a story to tell. I'm out. <laughs> I am out and I'm not going back. Like I, I really have a whole new level of awareness and there's no way there's no, I can't, I can't shrink back to that at this, at this point. Right. Ooh. So, so what, uh, what was, if, if, if I'm not getting too personal, what was, I mean, what was the pit? You don't have to go into crazy detail. We don't need his like, middle name you... or social security number, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> We got we got guys for that. We'll talk off here about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, what, what I mean, what would you go through, and how how did you pull yourself up? Because a lot of people find themselves in that constant cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I've I've been in a very toxic relationship in my in my previous relationship. My last one wasn't that. Um, my last one was an interesting dynamic in the sense that. It, just what we were just saying, like it was two people who were not clear about their boundaries up front, two people who honestly were wearing masks up front, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. people pleasing the other person. Right. And then uh, moved into uh, feeling taken advantage of and resentful for the other person, not meeting the needs that they could only meet themselves. I mean, this is my realization after. And, you know, how did I get out? Uh, basically, it. It it pretty much imploded. <laughs> like it went from being beautiful and amazing to an engagement to falling through on both ends. Like yeah. it just, um, it, it had to be severed and we both just knew yeah. because of it had gotten to that point. You know, what's the best part about that though is though that it hurt and it sucked ass and that it was a real kind of not, it's not a shitty experience because there was something to learn out of it. The, I guess you could say the silver lining in it is that, that you both came to the conclusion instead of it being one person and just dipping, you know, because when two people well, come to I the mean, conclusion, I'm not going to say it was graceful. No, like, no, was, of course not. Really rocky. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, was, it didn't feel like it was, two it people. Wasn't a handshake no, a yeah, right. I mean, I mean, kind of yes and no, right? <laughs> right. Like it was, it was the universe just stripped it and it, there was nothing. It was kind of like in your control, but out of your control at the same time. I mean, you're watching it from a third fucking view, like a third yeah. person view almost. Yeah, but but that's a good thing, right? Because yeah. now this new, this perspective of how imperative it is, 
like that you ground yourself in who you are. You got to know that before you step in. And then you have to be able to have that level of self-worth that you don't lose yourself. Like right. what the heck? Well, that's what I was like, it's always, an actual thing. What I was always taught was it is it is very actual, it's very real. What I was always taught is you have to love yourself and you can't expect the other person to be the person to love you enough to make you feel whole. No. You, you know what I'm saying? And then when you do that, most people do though, you know that. And then they end up getting resentful. They end up feeling like they're not getting enough. And it's like, yo, it's, I can only it's temporary temporary bliss. I'm man. supposed to be your That's compliment. A, I've used that term. I've used the yeah, exact I've used that term before. It's temporary bliss. Right. You have someone, you know, right. covering a covering a wound with, right. with the band-aid. And it's like the, your partner, your whatever whatever sex partner you have, I don't give a shit. Do your thing. The other person's supposed to be your compliment. They're not supposed to be your plug. You're not supposed to be your full fulfillment. You have to fulfill yourself with what you're, you know, worth and not let somebody else. It's an impossible task. It is. It's an impossible task that tells somebody to love you enough. And and someone can love you very much, no doubt. And they can help you along the way. But still. But to but to love you enough for you to love to to fill every It'll never be enough. At at all yeah, to, to fill every void that you have within yourself at all times and always constantly be that for you that's a that's a tall that's a lot of pressure that's a lot of it's a lot of pressure it's a tall order and it and it develops like serious attachment and Uh codependence in the other person right so then that's where like it gets unhealthy because that other person is like consumed yep you know everything they do has to be with you everything they do has to be with you everywhere they go has to be with you it's a it's a really weird like phenomenon that happens if you're if you're not coming in as equals like and you can equilibrium like equal out right Right. like it's basically like magnets that go from kind of like doing a nice little dance to all of a sudden one flips and they just snap (laughs) together and then you're stuck (laughs) like it's it does yeah it seems fun at at front like you said but but here's the thing right like people people on social media and in the entertainment today like you're you're made to believe that's how it's, it's supposed a fucking to be, doozy right? man M- movies and shit you're meant to believe like you fall head over heels in love and you love at first sight and not that that doesn't happen i'm sure you can have strong feelings for someone up front and it, i mean you can get really strong feelings for somebody quickly and i understand all that but like you said it's got to be in a healthy way right but you know to, in today's world people are meant to believe like how do you how do you coach to that Ash and like people who are like this is how it's supposed to be we're supposed to be like you know each person's everything and everything I do is for him or her and like we share our lives together and it's just so intertwined that it's hard to tell that that healthy like that the healthy separation apart that makes sense um yeah so I think one thing that that I ask that helps people with that is asking like well what are your longings and discontents because you know, if you're denying an aspect of who you are by like, if you're so focused on something else, you're truly not integrating all of who you are. You're like, you're sacrificing something, right? Mm -hmm. So what are you, and that's probably something that actually means something to you if you get underneath it. So if I ask the question, like, what are your longings and discontents? Like, you know, this could even be a, a parent and child relationship, like moms giving up so much of of what they do. And this is not judgment in me saying that. I mean, you're a dad, you, you know, sacrifices more than, you know, just as much as Mm -hmm. anybody. Um, but not like, even then not giving up, choosing you to, you know, take care of somebody else. Same, like the idea of the mask on a plane. So getting to your longings and discontents will help you recognize where you're neglecting yourself, like where you're in self betrayal. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and from there you 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 know from that pain point you hopefully can realize the benefit and the value of detaching because you're literally witnessing yourself as like I'm not even having my own back like what yeah like it's kind of you know what I mean mm -hmm. it's like that moment that you realize that your own you are your own best friend and you've been like just giving yourself the cold shoulder yeah that's when you turn around and you look at this other person you're like you motherfucker you know and then things just and you blame yeah and you blame yeah. that's yeah. jacked up too yeah. it's your own fault it is right <laughs> it, it it truly is from the jump you allowed it to happen yeah because yeah. you suck ass sucker you know man no, i'm just playing everybody falls in love i promote love i like Dude. i like hate too but love's better. i love love <laughs> i love love as much heartache as i felt like i still love it i think it's beautiful um, you know something had to happen for us to all be made and born so there was some sort of connection there. I don't know if it was a love that fuck or just love or what. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. Speaking of that. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, but speaking of that, like, that's something people are kind of um, surprised that I'm able to do after the heartache that I went through when that happened. Like, Wait a minute. What are, where are we going it. with this? Tell my love. Oh, okay. To I was keep like, my heart open. I was like, I was like, she, I, I know, I know I was where you're like, head she head was head. way wide open. Like, it's just pretty open. Wow. I'm so glad yeah. this is over my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is difficult, and people. I mean, especially people who go through. But I mean, I think it's so people. But, people go to like dramatic relationships and toxic relationships. You can say, I don't. I'm never gonna love again. But I actually find I find those people to fall back right. in a relationship quicker. Right. And also, there's how many people on this planet, like, to really just shut it down because one person out of however many billion right. there are. Like, you're, of course, after that breakup, you're going to feel like you don't want shit to do with a person like that. But then... What? But that comes that comes to to what Ashton was saying is like if you, if you know your self worth you know right. you know that like but if you don't have that that one person is well, your, your you're going to try to find that person to make over again in another person and another person oh, yeah. and then you become a tree branch they just grab you let go and go get another one you know what I mean yeah no, absolutely <laughs> but I mean how how do you like how do you get yourself to open back up I mean I've been there and I, I've. I've been. I mean, I I know from a guy's perspective, but from from your perspective, what you went through, I've, we've all been through different yeah. journeys. But how do you get yourself well, to a point where you can be vulnerable, completely vulnerable good. again, and not bring you your heal. shit into the next one? Yeah, you heal on purpose. Like you have to go heal on purpose. Mm -hmm. Like you have to take time to feel it. You have to sit with the uncomfortable feelings. You got to grieve it. If it was something that you love, like, and it's gone, I don't care if it was your car that <laughs> you got a car accident. Grieve it. Like, yeah. You have to feel it because the only way out is through. So when we just kind of, when we move to that next person, we just really bypassing the entire pain point. And that's why the wound, then we attract from the wound. So we end up repeating a cycle for one and that's never fun. But we also, um, you know, take that wound into the new partnership or relationship and then we repeat the cycle in there. So it's attracting the same type of partner and then it's also attracting the, or it's moving through the same pattern within because you never healed the wound. But if you, if you heal on purpose through all different ways, right? Like travel, um, doing things that you love, meditation, mm. you know, even probably playing some ball. Like you have to really just do the things that light you up and that allow you to feel your feelings. So that's, you know, that's the healing part. Talk about it, journal, whatever. Then you stay in the game. Like, you foul out. <laughs> keep them shoes right. laced up tight out. god damn it so you you don't 
You keep your shoes on. You do. You keep your shoes laced on. She basically said um, you got to have be... Mamba mentality, huh? <laughs> hey. Shout out to Mamba. Shout out. Yes. Yeah, for sure, though, because the, you this is your life, right? You're either going to create life one or two ways, by default or by design. And if you're sitting on the sidelines, you're just sitting on the sidelines. You're just creating a life on the sidelines. You're still creating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so what what I see happen a lot too is when you jump when you're in a toxic relationship, you jump to something that's almost completely opposite. Or just because you're like, oh, this is so refreshing. This is what it was happening over here. Let's say it's uh there's lack of commun- communication or something. You find somebody's overly communicative and it's like, oh, I just found I found the answer. You know, that this person's gonna do what I needed because that uh love language or uh, whatever void is yeah. is not is now being met. But again, like we always talk about, it's like saying this person needs to speak my love language. Like you, you're putting it on somebody else again. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read that book? I'm sure you have, right? Yeah. What do you What are your thoughts on it, Jay? You ever read it? The five, I think it's called the five love, love languages. No, sorry, <laughs> have not, not yet. I shall see if uh, Barnes and Nobles has it. Um, what I think about that is, I think there is value in knowing what your how your partner receives because it's it's it is healthy to for relationships to have exchange right like they're giving and receiving that should be happening it just needs to be happening in a way that provides um you know that feels in alignment for both people for lack of better terms like so i think it's okay i think it's a, a beautiful i think it's a good thing that if we that we know each other's love languages and that we're cognizant of that because keeping your, you know, keeping a healthy flow of, of that exchange would be good for the nature of the relationship, but the expectation of it being delivered can't be present. How, like we, yeah. when we love, when we give, we should give without expectation of receiving. Right? right. And then the only time that that becomes a problem is that when, when we're just focused on receiving. If you do this, I'll do this. Or the mm-hmm. expectation if you, if you of act, it in yeah. your mind. Right. Or thinking that because you give so much, somebody else needs to give that much. Right. So so to that point, in a sense of what you guys are talking about with um, communication and whatnot, in a relationship, how open is too open? How how transparent is too transparent? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, do you tell your girl, good, like, because I, I have a buddy now, you know what I mean? I got a buddy that has a fiance and they just recently acquired a girlfriend, which, hey, to each their own. But I, I your your buddy and his fiance acquired a girlfriend. A third. Yes, they have a they, they have a girlfriend now. So the dynamic is really fucking crazy to me. It's like you know I'm I'm telling them like be careful. Do they, do they live together? Yeah, not the all of them. Uh, the girlfriend. I don't I don't know if she lives with them yet. She might. Who knows? They're it, bro. It's crazy. So <laughs> I just got like this weird ass like story about whatever Mexico just a little while ago. Anyway, um. <laughs> so yeah, how transparent is too transparent like when you're with you I, I know couples that are you know they have no problem when one of their the significant other sees a person and they're like yeah look at that girl's ass and then the girl's like yeah damn she does have a nice ass like or the girl's like look at that dude and the dude's like yeah he's an attractive guy whatever keeps going um like most people can't handle that you know what i mean uh i i don't believe a lot of people are capable of having a f- extremely open 
relationship where the person can express things of physical attraction to another person or tell them talking like swingers yeah like that's crazy to me you know i couldn't do that like you couldn't just clap my girl up and then be like hey bro dap me up and then leave out like it's all good like i'm not i don't roll like that you know like i I, that's that's the line i don't cross you know what i mean like you can talk whatever i don't give a damn but you're not clapping you know like what do you guys think How, how do you feel about that i don't know if you guys are swingers or not so i don't know I am not, I'm not I'm a gonna, swinger. I'm gonna let you okay. take, I'm gonna let you <laughs> Swingers Anonymous, right? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Way to go, Ray. Wait, he just passes. I'm going to let you take this. One. <laughs> I'm going to sit on the platform. I'm going to sit this one out. I'm going to sit this one out. No, you so just no benched yourself. Right? You just benched yourself. I know he did. So, I'm listen, still, the way you do anything. The way, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So think about that, like how you retreated, right? This is just a side little side tangent, but you just retreated in a moment that would have been an uncomfortable moment. So just think about that because where else are you doing that in your life? You know, it's just always, I'm, I'm very cognizant of these things for myself because I can connect them. And when we learn to, to move in these little things, it, it'll ripple into the big things in a major way. So awareness is a beautiful gift, right? Um, back to what you're saying, I, I Jason. Have, I have no problem speaking about it. I was just, I was just joking. Yeah. Let, letting you talk. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, this also comes full circle to the idea of self-awareness and knowing what you can and cannot handle. And then also your level of self love, right? Because when you're fully confident in yourself, it actually probably won't bother you all that much as far as comments and things like that. Like, yeah, that's, I think that's no big deal. I don't care about that. I've seen growth in my, I've seen growth in myself as far as even, my my mindset around even that type of banter right so i think the more comfortable you are with you and your own sexuality and your you know your own like self-worth and self-love the less you're probably bothered by those things and then it's probably just a matter of moral preference at that point Mm -hmm. it's like what are you into right i mean because if i was value system if i was younger and i wasn't in a relationship and i didn't have a child yeah, I'd fuck it. Why not? You know what I mean? Like when I was younger, I could have seen myself doing some shit like that, but not not at this age, no. And he's not too far off of me in age. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm like, wow. Yeah. yeah. I've never I've never been a jealous a jealous type. And meaning I can I can watch my girl dance with somebody. I can watch her talk to somebody. Like I don't I'm I'm secure enough in myself to know like I'm she's coming home with me. It's not a big deal, mm-hmm. right? As long as no lines are being crossed, no asses are being grabbed. That's when, it's right. respectable. Right. I, I don't, I don't, that doesn't bother me. Um, yeah. But what you find is again, and it's, it's again, some maybe not being with the right person, but you find a lot of people saying, oh, that means you don't care. Um, I've heard that a lot. People tell me like, you don't, you don't care what I do. I'm like, no, I just, I just, I trust it. And it's not a big deal to me. And also you're letting the person I, just free and breathe. If they're going to make a decision, they're going to make it one way or another. Yeah, whether you're you watching you or not. Do it. Yeah. That's the same mentality. Ultimately. Ultimately, yes. Like it goes back to the security in yourself and then, and then understanding you don't have any control anyway. Like it's a false sense. Jealousy and you know, that insecurity is just a false sense of control. Mm-hmm. It's like this false sense of like, and I've been on both ends of this fence. Like I said, I've grown, right? So mm-hmm. I understand now what it feels like to feel secure in myself and for that stuff not to matter or even phase me. Like I probably wouldn't notice because I'm in my own land doing me. But I wasn't like that before. Like I've I've been on the opposite end, and I think, um, yeah, it just comes down to that security in yourself. So how do you 
how do you express like, and it gets so uncomfortable, like expressing your needs and, or how do you, how do you coach to that? Especially when it comes to like sexual needs. And if you have things that you, that, that you need, you know, to, if your partner's you not going. right, like hitting, you know, yeah. all the bases and just striking <laughs> skip, out. Skipping second. Right. Okay. That's a great question. Um, I think first what you have to do is establish like a culture in your relationship or norms in your relationship of a trust, be respect and see communication. Right. But the communication is like this, this understanding that we are both on the same page about being open and transparent with one another and holding space for the other person to be heard. Like that takes a level of emotional maturity that a lot of people aren't practicing. They may have access to, but a lot of people aren't practicing listening and speaking skills, <laughs> like generalized communication where you hold space for the other person to be heard and realize that nothing that is said is personal and like creating like this culture of feedback. This also goes to business and, and leadership and that's a whole nother like can of worms, but being able to receive feedback about how you're showing up is so important. One of the stretches I had to do or got to do um, it with one of my mentors was that I ha- I had to call up or, you know, have conversations with previous guys that I had dated or, you know, men in my life and ask them how I was showing up and actually get feedback on like what was not good or ineffective about how I was Wait, showing up in actually, our partnership. You actually called them? Yeah. I spoke to a couple Ooh. and I got feedback and it, it helped me do what? Grow. But if I had learned how to do that in my relationship, instead of taking everything personal, and if my partner could have learned how to do that in their relationship, instead of taking everything personal and us actually care about maybe taking a look at ourselves and maybe making an adjustment because the other person was expressing a need or a desire, like, I think that's where the give and take of relationships comes in. And the first entry point is just creating a, the space to be heard and, and to, to care for one another. That's tough to do too, because most people they hear you, but I don't know if it's they're not listening. Or, yeah, they they hear you, but they're they're waiting for you to stop talking yeah. so they can give you their opinion. <laughs> you can see it or in their, their fucking their face. You can see it in their face. <laughs> oh, their eyes are so glazed but I, over. But when you think about that, like that, that should be our number one sign, right? Like we're not we don't give enough about each other about this moment to like just sit down and talk this out, and like be like listen to one another. Like that's ate up when you really think about it. Yeah. Like that should be our telltale sign that that's not probably who we need to be with because you hold space for your best friend. You guys probably hear each other out and hold space for each other all the time. Yep. We Without do. interruption. At least I do. I don't know. Jay, if you ever listen to me. Yeah, man. I think uh, <laughs> out of most of my friends, like most playing. of my friends, we have the best conversations. Uh, one, we talk a lot. And we're very similar in a lot of ways, but two, it's like, Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't really have much to say half the time anyway, so I'm always listening. I'm kind of a quiet person until like I get around like somebody like Ray or something like that. Then we start joking, but usually I'm just the quietest person in the room, so I'm always listening to people because I just find it funny. They'll tell you exactly what they're about if you just shut the fuck up. They will. Yeah, That's I think, why I think these it's... podcasts get me. <laughs> <laughs> just silence, huh? <laughs> but it's difficult. It's difficult for a lot of people um, to recognize that. And I think, and again, I just think it's maybe the day and age that we live in. But it's just attention spans are short, mm-hmm. and people do it without even knowing they're doing it. Yeah, I don't think people. Right. So, I mean, some some people are selfish, obviously, but I think some people just 
aren't conditioned or or weren't programmed that way so that they really, really listen to what you have to say without judgment, without... No, Because mo- most of the time when, when people are speaking, it happens, happens to me all the time, right? When mm-hmm. when people are speaking, especially on a podcast, you're thinking of, all right, what, what am I going to throw in? What, what, what am I going to say to this? And you're already, by doing that, you're already not listening fully to what they're saying because you got your own mind churning. And you're thinking about what's your response or what you feel about it. So it's, and again, I don't think people do it on purpose all the time. So it's, it's kind of conditioning people and like deprogramming, pretty deprogramming them almost. Yeah, exactly. Do you have to do that a lot with your, with your clients? I mean, you see my brain, my brain just fires off. My thought comes before your thought comes and you're the one talking. (laughs) So, I mean, just even slowing my brain down is, is just a, a practice in itself, right? Like that's why meditation is so important for me because it's through the roof, but working with people around like breaking those patterns and, and practicing committed listening. Absolutely. Like these are not, I'm not saying that any of this is easy. I'm just saying like, if the relationship's worth it to you and you're really truly committed to like, you know, having something that's a really powerful, you know, like relationship that lights you up on all levels you're going to have to know each other and really have each other's back in order to do that. You have to, you have to hear each other out. Like it's just that communication really is key and it's cliche, but it's, it's the truth. So practicing paraphrasing is a thing like actually like women, for example, guys, this is, this is research based. Okay. By you repeating back to a woman, something that you've heard her say, for example, she's telling you about her day and she says, honey, I had a really, Rough day today at at work. So and so was being such a jerk to me, and simply saying back to her, "I'm sorry, so and so was being such a jerk to you." Sounds like you had a hard day. Like repeating back to her her own words. Gold. You can do it at a restaurant and make a better tip as a server by doing that because people at the end of the day want to feel seen and heard. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I'd be a bad waiter. <laughs> what the fuck did you want to drink? God, just. Shut the fuck up. Here, I'm going to get you a, a vodka martini. That's what you're drinking. All your kids, only five. I don't give a fuck. Here it is. Bye. No service. Yeah. I don't have, I, I just, here's, here's the married. counterpart to me uh, saying that when I sit back and listen to people, but when I'm in public, like if I don't have like a relationship with you, I'm definitely not really listening because I'm not usually going to be talking about something stupid that I don't really care about, like some Kardashian shit or some tabloid or something. And I don't, that that's when mm. I shut down and I don't listen. It's mm. like, see, that's where we're different. Cause I shut people down. Like I will literally tell people I'm not into chit chat. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. I just don't listen. Yeah. I just yeah, like, well, I don't eh, not listen. Eh, eh. I just tell them straight up like, Hey, I'm not actually like into this type of conversation. Like, uh, so I shut down the conversation I, I get you. rather but, than just tuning them out. Yeah, You could get away with that. Cause people will try to fight me. Then I got to whoop somebody's ass. They're not going to uh. do that with a girl. You know what I mean? It's kind of different dynamic. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't, you don't come off as rude when you do that. That's, it sounds kind of rude. Like, Oh, I'm not into what you're saying right now. Um, I just, it's more so, especially if it's gossip, like I have no problem shutting down gossip. Right. Like I'm just saying, yeah. I, yeah. So I, that's an easy one. And then also small talk, especially if I'm, we're trying to be effective and do work. Like I'm like, Hey, this is just not the, the time and place for that. And you know, because I, I'm comfortable in a leadership position in most all aspects of my life. Like I don't mind making that call for the group. <laughs> so. And guys must have a hard time hitting on you at bars, huh? 
I don't really notice the guys at bars. I'm not at bars too much. <laughs> no, I'm playing. But no, I mean, you're, you're right. Going back to what you said, it's ultimately people just want, you know, you want to be heard. Um, you want to be seen, you want to be heard, and you want to, you want to feel that, especially if it's in a relationship or, or anything, even if it's father, son, you know, it's like my son wants to be, he wants to be heard. It's not like, oh, you know, do, do it my way. You're, you're wrong. I'm right. Even if, even if what they're saying, you don't agree with the fact that you're listening and then being open to what they're saying and receiving it just, I think means a lot to anybody. Right. But where people get this twisted is that when the initiator isn't really seeking to be heard or seen, they're actually seeking to be validated. And that, that opens up a whole nother can of like ego bruising for people. And then also just like going out in multiple relationships, you know, just because like, it's not just about being seen and heard. It's about being seen because they need that external validation. And that's a trap. What do you, what, what's an example of that? Um, you know, someone who's constantly deriving attention either through. Are they looking for like external um, self-worth or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like social media, for example, like people that post a certain amount of, um, you know, they're showing they're showing something on purpose to gain recognition for that mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. a little ego stroke, right? But they're doing it consistently. And then from people like, they don't even different. know, it's like from people you right. don't even know, like why? What's the point? But anyway, but that's different than being seen. <clears throat> that's different than feeling the need to be seen. That's feeling the need to be validated. Okay. I kind of get what you're saying to be seen is like not just self-worth, but this person is, you have a relationship with the person is what you're getting at. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like you get a bunch of likes, but this person's actually paying attention and focusing on you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get it. Mm -hmm. Intimacy. Right. True intimacy to Mm -hmm. be seen. That's, it's grown even more and more difficult in the world we live in, Mm -hmm. right? Because so many people are, being validated by They're confused. Yeah. People are, people are being validated and seeking validation. Like you just said through and Jay, you said it, strangers, you literally like you're posting something because you want to see how many people and it makes you feel better. And it does, it, it releases endorphins in you. I think every like releases like an endorphin or some shit like that I read. But so for every like you get on social media, it's doing something for you. It's a temporary like drop of, you know, happiness. It's like, Oh, some, someone, likes my outfit or my new car or whatever it is you're, you're throwing up there. And that's kind of, it's kind of going against what you, what you're, what you're preaching, Ashton, right? The mm-hmm. way the world is headed yeah. with everyone's, it's like, you're kind of going against the grain completely with, yeah. with the way the world is taking people. So to bring yeah. them back and it sounds so simple, right? This conversation that we're having here, it's all oh, just love yourself, you know, get through it, take time. It all <laughs> sounds very simple when we're talking about it. It's very, it's a very, very difficult thing to do. Um, but even more so in the time and age that we live in with yes. all this, because you, 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 you can, you can, you can break up with someone. You can go on Instagram or whatever. If you're it's, particularly, if you're growing, you throw up a sexy picture and, and you get all these dudes all over and you're like, Oh, I'm great. Everyone loves me, but these are all strangers. Yeah. It doesn't really mean shit. Yeah. If and you're, so if you're it, fucking shallow. I mean, but that's, that's, that's what we live in, man. I know. Especially I'm a, I'm, the kids, I'm, a, I'm a fucking dinosaur, so I'm a recluse anyways. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't find that difficult in your, like, w- with what you're doing 
in your practices and your coaching like that? It has to be. You have to tell them like, stay away uh, from your phone. Yeah. Stop watching The Bachelor. What the fuck are you? People doing? get depressed. I know people who get depressed by just going down rabbit holes of social media. Le- legitimately, I've known people yeah. who've gotten depressed because they're watching yeah. other people's stories and, right. and this show that everyone puts on on social media. And sh- great, maybe you had a great vacation, right? But not everyone's life is that right. Goddamn perfect. Yeah. Now you're you know talking I mean? about comparison. Oof. Yeah. Now that's and nasty. It- that's a nasty <laughs> thing to catch. And comparison is terrible. It's a thief of joy. So, yeah. I, you know, the, yeah, you start comparing the, the your life. Go ahead. No, 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 go. No, no, you, you, so you start comparing your life, your day to day, because you're living real life, right? And you're looking at someone's page or multiple people's pages that have got a million, two million followers, and they're posting, oh, I just went to Vegas or I went to Italy or I'm, you know, I'm always on vacation. But what you don't see is the behind the scenes of all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't see that it took them two hours to get that one. St- perfect photo that they're trying to put on Instagram or that people literally, people literally wake up and they go to a place with the intention of saying, where can I get a good picture? Literally people do this shit and it's not, they don't go to a nice restaurant or whatever it is to enjoy it. Albeit I'm sure they do when they're there, but their whole goal of the night is I need something posted. Right. So that's taking over. You're like, imagine how much brain power and energy that takes. That your whole night, you're looking for that one good picture. How are you so enjoying you the night? On social media. How are you enjoying the night when you're thinking about taking a fucking picture? I don't picture? know, man. This shit, shit happens. It's, all I the know. Time. It's, it's well, nuts, what though. happens is they you lose touch with the present, right? And then you look, you look back, and you're like, whoa, where'd that moment go? Mm-hmm. So, right. like, you know, your comparisons distract everything. Okay, and here, here's the, here's what it really comes down to, guys. When you peel back all these layers of everything we're talking about: external validation, codependency, um, need for uh, approval, this uh, consistent comparison, and then the distracting to post to get all these things from our current life. It's, it's this avoidance of self. It brings you right back to yourself and you're avoiding loving yourself because you don't <laughs> and because loving yourself is not easy. It's icky. Sometimes there are parts of yourself that are, you're probably not going to like, you don't have to like it, but you do have to love and accept it and to fully integrate it into your being so that you don't pop off in self-sabotage on a regular basis. I mean, it's just this whole thing comes full circle, but the, the comparison is, is a real deal, right? Like, and that's, that is something that I do get to help people through a lot. And it, it does all come back to this deepening your sense of deserving, like knowing your worth, you know, increasing your capacity for self-love, like repatterning your negative self-talk. I don't, what's your guys, do you guys have an inner critic or did you ever live with one? Like, because that's something that I, I unpack with people and that I've, you know, experienced some pretty volatile thoughts myself. Um, an inner, an inner critic, hard, you said? Yeah, the inner critic. Yeah. That voice of judgment in your head. Like that's something I really help people turn down. Like I'd help them turn down the noise on that because you, you can't hear the truth of who you are enough to show up to all the things that we're saying are so important if you don't turn down that voice in the first place. I think I struggled with that when I was, when I was younger. I don't, mm-hmm. I've always been pretty good about controlling controlling my thoughts and, and negative thoughts and, and seeing kind of seeing the, the, the positive and brighter side of things. Um, and that's yeah. been for a long while now, but I, I think through as a teenager, I, I think I did struggle a little bit with that. Um, but I learned, I learned pretty quickly 
to to not self-sabotage and not and, and to to have my self-worth and at least know within myself like listen this and i, I learned to block out a lot of noise mm-hmm. early on and right. i think that's just a, a, a just through through the things that i went through the trials and tribulations that i went through as a kid um i think it just kind of came with the territory of the, the obstacles i had to overcome i had to learn to block things out and kind of just mm-hmm. do on my own but i i know what you're saying um and a lot of people just kind of beat themselves up or, or don't think they're good enough. And you've got that, that voice inside of you. That's, you know, your worst enemy of them all. And that's, yeah, that's difficult to get out. Yeah. I, it, that's good for you, man. Cause it puts you, you know, it gives you so much leverage on life when, when you have that foundation, you know, it really does. But for those that don't, it's not far beyond you. It's, it may be, it's a journey for sure. And it's not going to be comfortable, but like, it's, it's definitely something that you can progress in as far as, you know, getting this base and and turning down the volume on your inner critic and your inner analyzer. But it's, it's learning to realize that like you're, you just need to zoom out. It's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Like I, I teach the CEO perspective. It's compassionate, empowered observer perspective. And I teach people how to zoom out and look at themselves and their decisions and the things that are happening with compassion. I teach them how to be empowered, meaning like, hey, at least you're looking at the situation and you have an aware you have an awareness of how you effed up. Because now that you have the awareness, you have the power to choose differently. From this point of awareness, we can make a new, more empowered decision, and that's leverage and positive momentum in the direction that we want to go. So, hey, we're sitting pretty. It's all good, right? So we, we come from compassion, have, you know, know that we're doing the best we can. We move into empowerment. And then um, the, the CEO observer is just that you're observing. You're realizing that, like, it's not you. Like, you're not the F up, right? So the label that you're trying to attach to yourself, that's a BS story. I mean, but some that's people are, some, some people are effed up, right? So how do you... I mean, some people do have to change their practices and, and are doing things. And that I was are, one of those people. But yeah. when you're coming from when you're coming from a CEO perspective, you are empowered to change those choices. But you're mm-hmm. not judging yourself, calling right. yourself an f up for doing them. You're just like, okay, whoa, you fell off. You need to get back on. Let's go. Like, whoa, mm-hmm. you just took a hard left, and we were supposed to go right. What the hell was that? Get back over here. Like, it's just course correcting, course correcting, course correcting without judgment. How long did it take you to, and I know everyone, we're all a constant work in progress, right? But how long did it take you to where you could actually say, you know, I, I, I love myself and I'm, I'm in a much better place where I'm, I'm getting comfortable with where I'm at and where I'm headed. When, when you initially kind of, you know, that when it dawned on you that, Hey, I, I need to, I need to change this. Well, I, I kind of was doing some bobbing and weaving for a couple of years. Cause like I started this, I would say this like intentional work. I started doing it on purpose, right? Start about five or six years ago now, but it doesn't come, it's not linear. So you, you'll make progress with it and then you might make a dip or something will happen. So for me, like I, I stated the claim, right. And I started to, to do the work and I, that was, that was proof. It was proof that I was showing up for myself. I was in the work. I was taking the necessary uh, precautions to heal. I was taking radical responsibility for my life. Therefore I was no longer blaming other people for the shit that was happening to me because it wasn't happening to me. It was happening through me. So that's when it started. But you know, when you put all these things in practice, like we're talking about forgiveness and, um, 
choosing you. Like you don't, you're coming up against 20, 30 years of conditioning. So you might just kind of like how you go to the gym and, and you do good or you eat healthy for so long or you, whatever, you know, it's no different with self-love. Like you, you're going to weave in and out. But I would say it's been a solid year that I've felt really firm about um, the fact that I'm consistently choosing myself and consistently uh, making a conscious effort to choose things that are in my highest good, that are in alignment with what I want in, in my soul, what actually light me up and not turn me off. Um, being unavailable for shit that I don't want so that I can be available for the things that I really want. Like all this is evidence to me in the past year that, and it's because of the consistency that I would say that I've come to a level of confidence within um, my, my like self loving practices, I guess you could say. That's, that's something hard to learn is being unavailable for shit that you don't want to deal with or you don't, mm -hmm. don't want to do. People don't know how to do that either. Not not naturally most of the time, you know. There's a few of us that right. do it, but you know, people are always worried about the other person. What are they going to think? How is this going to feel? Or am I going to hurt somebody else's feelings? When sometimes you got to be selfish. <clears throat> sometimes you got to be selfish. Yeah, but but if you are people pleasing because it makes you feel good, we're right back in that same cycle from before. Yeah, exactly. And the wheel yeah. keeps spinning, huh? Mm -hmm. I guess same wheel. it's the same hamster wheel. Everything is coming, stemming from this. Like it doesn't matter which way you roll the ball. Like it's. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the most important thing, like you said, is, is the self-awareness and just understanding that it's not like you're going to, you're going to fuck up and it's going to take time and you're never going to be perfect, but mm -hmm. you just need to keep progressing and be, just be aware. Yeah. I've said that a ton. Just, you need to, get in the mirror, look at yourself in the mirror, say, all right, what did I do wrong? What can I change? And be, just be aware of it. Be in, be in that moment and say, it's, it's okay. I made mistakes. Let's fix them moving forward. Let's not make the same ones over and over again. But it's difficult. And sometimes that takes help. Well, you're, you guys are right. And you keep saying that. And it is, it's, it is difficult. Both of you are confirming that, you know, you've lived it and you see how many people struggle with it. But that's why we have to be okay with asking for support like or asking for help and that's the hump that i got over honestly that really mm -hmm. that, that's where the momentum came <clears throat> from was me making that choice to surrender my ego dismiss that, that i've got this mask because like what nobody knew i was struggling like right. <laughs> i was i had some mess up stuff going on that people did not know about and you know i was i was wearing the mask of miss independent i've got this and you wouldn't have known any different you know but struggling truly. And what I was able to say, you know, I cannot do this on my own. A, I, you know, from above, like reaching up and, and like surrendering to, to God, my higher power, I'm like, I need some help here. Like, I'm just like, I'm a hot mess. And just fully owning that. And then actually taking the action, not just expecting some like magical, whimsical thing to happen where I got carried away. You got some dust got on you like, and you're good now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a light no. shines down like, and you're just straight. Like I... I went all in. I, I paid some money to get some coat, like I to go to a transformational program and then get certified as a coach. And, you know, then I've just continually invested in getting support. Like now I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do life without, um, you know, a circle of, of women that believe in me or, uh, people like you who, 
who, you know, cheer each other on. And like, you know, Ray, you support my work. I support your work. This is why we're here. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it takes, it takes a community, right? It takes, it takes friends and you need, you know, people need people to, to have their back and to push them on. But it is difficult to help, ask for help again. Um, but I'm glad you did. You're in a much better place, it sounds like. But for pe- the people out there who do need help or are scared to ask for, like, how can they... How can they contact you if they want, if they're interested in, in your coaching and, and like where to find you? Cause I know even if they don't contact you for coaching, I know even following you can help people just cause you, you tend to get on Instagram with where I follow you and you tend to throw some gems out there um, from time to time and just kind of share your mind and, and people can do good by listening to that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the good reframe for people to, to keep in mind is like, you don't, cause the ego will get in the way if you think get help. I like to think of it as I'm ready to show up for myself. Like I'm ready to have my own back. I'm ready to, you know, get to my next level or improve my life. Like I'm ready for that. So instead of looking at it from the deficit of like, oh, I need help. Like starting from the standpoint of I'm ready to do this. Like, let's go. Who's already done it that can show me the way. Let's make this, why do this the hard way by ourselves? Like, let's go ahead and get a mentor and find a path in, Mm -hmm. you know, take the path of least resistance with this. So that's a good reframe, but yeah, Ashton can too. It's A S H T O N C A N T O U on Instagram. And I'm going to be dropping courses quite a bit. We've, we've got a game plan, Miles Scott and I, and we're going to be able to help a lot more people and just, you know, provide some pretty good value for people to work through this stuff in a, in a very concrete way. You guys are asking like how and, and obviously we've scratched the surface of the tools and the actual work that has to be done, but it's not, it's not bad work. Like it's, it's really empowering work. It it, it shows you how powerful you are and it, it reminds you of who, who you are. And then it also teaches you how to tap into that power. So you can go after the things you say you want in life, get out of your own way. As simple as that, right? Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad you, uh, you you turned it around, but even more so, I'm glad you're you're helping other people turn it around. So, with that said, we'll get out of here. Thank you for your time; it's been awesome, and uh, definitely would like to get you back on the show. Yeah, that was fun. Nice to meet you, Jason. Nice to meet you as well. You think that was cool? All right. Thanks again to Ashton for coming on the show. Be sure you guys are following her on social media. She's always giving good advice and uh, motivational little tidbits here and there. So go follow her. Be sure you're hitting that subscribe button on whatever platform it is you are listening to us on right now. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, whichever one it is that you use. Hit that subscribe button. You'll get all our new shows coming up. So thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next week.